1: on today 's episode, we have Britt Arneson from Canada on our show she 's absolutely amazing has close to one hundred thousand followers on instagram, so she 's doing some amazing things. What I really appreciated most we got into her story a little bit about how she 's grown her enormous following in such a short time, like she said three years right Andressa? yes so what I think was amazing about the interview and you 'll really appreciate is she gave a few really great suggestions around how to grow an Instagram presence. And I think above all else, just the realness and making it a priority and doing it consistently. But she talks about a few other great things and just amazing what she's done in such a short
2: time. Absolutely. And it's so funny. She talked about her first house she bought when she was 18. And it was a result of food poison. (laughs) It's a great story. I'm not going to tell you guys right now. And for for you guys that are going to listen to her story. She talks about estimating. Is there a secret to estimating? the process well how can we learn how to do things the benefits are of doing things she's also reading the emith right now so she's kind of pivoting in different directions it's just a great interview and she's so sweet it's a young lady full of energy and just being a role model for other future generation and Mm -hmm. i think you guys gonna enjoy very much this interview have fun
3: Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa.
1: Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We have uh, Britt Arson uh, from Canada and from you know doing a lot of neat things up there uh, on our show this week. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Uh, thank you so much, Liz and Andressa. I'm really, really excited to be on your show.
1: Yeah, looking forward to jumping into your amazing, amazing story. Uh, so, before we we go there, we always like to connect with all of you, kind of see what's up, or share some tip in our own life that either worked or didn't work for us. Uh, so, Andressa, what's going up? What's going on for you? What's
2: coming up for you? Well, it's it's so funny though that um, we always talk about personalities, right? And yeah, when people see me they might think oh my gosh you're very you know outgoing and you can talk but i'm actually an introvert so i learned this throughout the years with liz and when we go to events kind of like i go (laughs) behind her (laughs) like you go first (laughs) i'll go first i'm
1: like your your body uh, what are they called bodyguard body something yeah yeah yeah
2: And I think that there's so many people out there like me that you might be interpret as if you are just like not in a good mood or, Mm -hmm. or like standoffish, but no people were just introverts. So come talk to us, but I've been mindful of that. And I know when it's happening. I know when I'm just like uncomfortable and I was like, what the hell I'm feeling uncomfortable? It's just about 15 people here. I am not intimidated with 500, 2000. Why would I be intimidated with 15? I don't know.
1: I can tell you why. After the show, I'll tell you why. No,
2: now everybody's curious. Tell, tell yeah. us why now. Why? Because,
1: because you're, you're, okay, so you're dominant okay? And dominant people can get on a stage and talk and they're very comfortable because it's your dominance that you're exerting. You're not trying to connect with people. You're just exerting what you know and you're comfortable. So when you get off that stage and those 15 people come up to you or you're in a smaller environment, it's more intimate, it's more intimate. That's where your introversion comes in. You're like, whoa, this is awkward. I just want <laughs> one-on-one. So that's why. <laughs> in a simple Jesus way.
2: Christ. Well, <laughs> but I'm very conscious about it, right? So good. when I have that feeling that I know that I'm a little uncomfortable, I really take one step forward and introduce myself, which is very, very uncomfortable for me to do. But I'm more conscious about it now. And instead of like either sitting down on a corner or leaving the event, which usually happens, right? I'm more comfortable and just like approaching people and say hi nice to see you if i know the person and now i feel more comfortable when i go to events where i know people which is then i'm okay but if i go to a place where i don't know people oh my gosh it's really like that Feeling And I'm very conscious about that. How does that feel? And if you're an introvert like me, you know what I'm talking about. You want to just stay and just like pray that somebody's going to come talk to you because you're not doing that. But I'm just like trying to not overcome, but take one step further and really engaging in a conversation with somebody. And sometimes I got myself like, am I interviewing this person? (laughs) I was <laughs> just like, let me get, get my get mic out. Conversations. <laughs> so that, that's my tip for all the introverts out there. Well,
1: and I think what you're saying is, is really critical. Like whatever personality traits that sometimes don't serve us, right? Because we all have them. Whatever, whatever those things are, you just got to take one step forward and put yourself into those situations and just take one baby step. And that's for all of us. You know, if you're cautious, taking a small risk. You know, if you're, you know, if you're too talkative, being quiet sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, which is hard for me to do sometimes. (laughs) No, I actually have a good listener, but sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, it's having those baby steps, taking those baby steps. So, um, so anyway, without further ado, Britt, Britt is doing some amazing things up there in Canada and she's, we're going to jump into her growth that she's seen. Uh, you know, you, you bought your first property when you're 18. So (laughs) really very curious about you. what, What propelled you at such a young age? to get involved in real estate investing.
0: Yeah, well, I owe a lot to my mom because she's a real estate investor. So, when I was growing up, she had rental properties and, you know, she'd give us a hammer and be like, "All right, go go fix that." And I'm like 8 years old. I'm like, "Mom, I don't want to." <laughs> and our wage was a dollar every Friday to go get some candy. I'm like, "Oh, fine." Oh, man. I actually, I appreciate it so much now cuz like just being put in that situation, like we'd be living in renovations and and all that sort of thing so and now that's still what i'm doing this house is being renovated like every house i'm in is under renovation of some kind (laughs) but um so the background story of how i got the money to buy my first house at 18 it's actually a really weird and kind of funny story but i was six years old at an office christmas party and they actually had uh turkeys that they cooked halfway through and left overnight And then the next day, cook them the rest of the way, which is absolutely. Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) It was so bad. And everyone got extremely sick, bad food poisoning. So everyone that got really sick, especially the little kids, got uh, money from the insurance. So, yeah. So I had this bank account that I had $15,000 in. And so I waited and I saved all my money up until I turned 18. And that's when I bought my first house. And that was $25,000. So I kind of jumped into it. I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but my mom does it. It's been fine. <laughs> and I really always like all throughout high school, I was like, I want to be a real estate investor. I don't know how I'm going to do it. You're going to have to go to college, get a really good job. But for now, I have this money. I'm gonna buy my first property and we'll right. see how it goes. And it just made sense because I knew in this town, which is where my grandpa and I have a few family members that live in the town that I bought in. That's not where I was from at the time, but I knew that the houses were cheap and that I could get $850 rent a month. So, bought it for $25,000, got $850, and my first tenant was amazing. And he stayed for like three years. I'm like, landlording so easy. <laughs> landlording is, is amazing. <laughs> I know, don't know why people crazy. complain. I know. <laughs> Truly. I was like, oh, this is great. I don't have to do anything. He would fix anything that broke. He would just pay his rent every month. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love this. Wow. So- <laughs> at 18 you bought your first one Mm -hmm. and
2: do you still hold it or you still ended up selling it
0: yeah i still have it actually my tenants uh recently they're just they've been in there for three years now rents 925 and they're just amazing tenants but they're moving out soon and i'm like darn have to find a new one but all my tenants have been so awesome everyone loves the house so i think it was a pretty good buy that's a lucky house it was lucky great buyers
2: so fast forward how is your life right now because we see all your instagram videos which are pretty cool Thank i want to do workshops with you oh, i'd love to travel to canada to do like a workshop oh, that'd be so fun maybe we can add some adult beverage yes and please. i don't drink but it's okay uh, <laughs>
1: have- i do so well, that's all this
2: this will drink my part yeah. but Absolutely. for the listeners. Tell, tell us what you're focusing on right now and how, how is your life among all the construction that is going on?
0: Yeah, so I've been a real, full-time real estate investor for two and a half years. So right now it's kind of a weird like transition be because I've only like I have singles and duplexes right now. I have 13 properties. Um, so I've been definitely, um, DIY landlord, DIY everything. And that's kind of how my mom was. So I guess that's probably why I'm having such a hard time, like giving up control, <laughs> but that's <laughs> something that I'm definitely trying to do. So we hired a bookkeeper. I'm like, that was a great step. Yeah, great <laughs> And step. now we're just looking at hiring out more property management and that sort of thing. So I'm getting all my systems together. Like that's something that's difficult for me. Cause I'm like, put me at a computer. I'm like, no, this is not my thing, but like doing the renovations, that's what I love to do. So it's definitely been a little tricky, but I'm trying to grow, trying to be better. Um, reading the E-Myth really helped me a lot. So that's been a great book um, to kind of propel me forward. And I guess getting into bigger, bigger buildings, like multifamily buildings, that's kind of what I've been Focusing on more now. So had a few accepted offers actually, but they didn't go through. But I think the last one I put through is gonna go through. So cross my That's fingers. Cross fingers. There we yeah. go. I was really wanting to get one by the end of this year.
2: <laughs> we still have a couple of days, 2019. I'm yeah. I'm hopeful too. Put a yeah. uh, agreement <laughs> <laughs> off sale yesterday, send out. We'll see. Yeah. Fingers <laughs> crossed.
1: So Britt, I mean, for you, you know, 18 Three years, thirteen properties. Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot of the renovations. Your bur- the burr might buy, yeah. renovate, refinance. In essence, you know, yeah. rent and refinance is has been your strategy. Yeah. So, what would you say have been some of your biggest learnings? You know, I don't know if I would call myself a do-it-yourself. Um, you know, renovator. When we started, we, you know, we, we we hired the wrong people sometimes, but we were more of that. We knew what we were good at. What we weren't good at, so we ended up not doing a whole lot of things ourselves. Mm. I think there's a lot of value, though. You know, yeah. when, I, when you think about, it, especially when you get started, to do some of these things, so you know you're not getting taken. So yeah. for the women listening, that you know they might have some rentals or they want to get more do-it-yourself and get your, their hands wet. You know what? You know, obviously, you grew up in it, but what are the things could you share with them? Learn lessons or things Mm -hmm. that they can propel them to be more effective in doing it themselves? Because I think there's a place for that type of investing and that type of approach. Absolutely. So curious to hear from your perspective, especially that you've grown so much in three years.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I think like the way I learned the most was being because a lot of our properties are a few hours away from us as well so actually being thrown into it like you have no choice like i'm four hours away from my home like i'm at this property i have to renovate it there's no choice so i'm just gonna figure it out because when you're in this situation when maybe you're with someone else like a husband or boyfriend or something you're like i can't figure this out can you do it for me you know but when i was by myself i'm like all right i have no choice i just have to like youtube this instagram this like Ask a professional. Um, I think when you're first getting started, it is very overwhelming. Like, I think if you've never done anything before, going into a property and being like, wow, I have to do everything, like, that's way too much. I think, like, starting out with like learning small things, like how to be a great at painting like that's an important skill like to be a really good painter and like just small things and then also the tools are expensive so you don't want to go out and buy all the tools very expensive tools for doing a whole renovation if you've never done it you want to start small so just like think of a few project maybe a tile backsplash something like that that you could kind of do on your own and learn from youtube and then you just get better and better like I've grown so much in the past few years with renovation skills and all that just because I've been doing it every day. So you learn a lot. It's really hard at the start, but.
1: What's the specific things that are forgiving? Because some things you can do and you're like, this isn't forgiving, right? It's going to either clog (laughs) something, you know, it's not. I like to say what's forgiving. So painting, Mm -hmm. these are good suggestions. Painting, um, tile, I've tiled our bathroom floor, not this house we're in, but I have done that. I think that is something you can have have done a a bathroom floor. I've done a kitchen floor. Ooh. What? <laughs> oh yeah, I tiled my kitchen floor. Yeah, well, you don't know these things about me. I know you, you, you think I don't know anything. No, I'm trying oh, <laughs> You no, think no. I know anything uh, when it comes to that part of it. Um, but no, beyond those things, what are others some forgiving things that the women listening that like, you know what? I wanna do this. I wanna get more hands, Or, you know, hands, again, this is me not knowing what to say, hands involved, you know what I'm saying, hands on approach. What are some of those? What are some other things in addition to the things you mentioned? I think that's a great list, a short list for women to be mindful of as -hmm. they're looking at their own projects.
0: Well, I would definitely say start with painting. I would say, well, probably before you paint, put down like laminate floors are really easy to work with. And it is forgiving because you put your baseboard on. So you leave like a gap all around the perimeter and then you put your baseboard on top of that. So it's like you have a little bit of room too if you make the wrong cut or whatever. And it's cheap. So it's like if you screw up a cut, you need to replace a board. It's not a big deal. Like you mm-hmm. can get pretty cheap laminates. If it's for your rental property, there's some good quality ones. Yep. I find vinyl plank to be a little bit trickier to install, but still definitely manageable. Um, and then trim work. Like I think that's, it's hard. Cause you have to get your precision cuts, but it's just mm. practice and it's not going to be the end of the world. If you have to make another cut, you can use that piece in a different area. And there's mm-hmm. so many great, um, youtube videos and so many videos online to learn that type of skill so i think that's probably what i would start with and then again like if you have to rent a miter saw maybe that's the way you do it instead of going on buying one right away i think everyone should probably own a a miter saw if this is the business you're in because it's very handy even for your own property or or whatever if this is something you want to get into so yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. probably what I'd say.
2: I think it was this summer mm-hmm. that I went to Home Depot and I saw a list of like courses and, and yeah. things like that. And yeah. I think that for me, my mindset, right? How how I look at it, we talk about the e-myth and the different ways of, of doing things. And you're talking about delegating a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I have, a, I, I have a lot of fun, number one, doing it or trying to do it kind yeah. of. And I would like to learn the real way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Because when I am running and pro- doing project management, I can take a look and say, okay, you're on the right track. Because yeah. I I don't know if that guy is installing that tire correctly. Mm-hmm. I will definitely know if he yeah. effed up at the end yeah. If when things don't line up and I look and say, oh, no, 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 buddy, you, this a glass tile here, you probably cut without water and I can see all the small little things that are wrong. And the, if I can see, the buyer can see and we're not going to need to replace that. Yeah. But I think that for all the people out there and, you know, you are a clear example because your, your videos are very informative on how the step by step about doing things. We need to at least know the basic of things. I'm not saying specialize on it if that's not your thing. But for me, I really enjoy knowing that type yeah. of stuff. That makes sense. I, I, I enjoy the smell of things. <laughs> I like tools. I have tools, small toolbox. Does not compare with yours. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have mine because I, I, I like it. I really like it. It's weird, but I, I, I like it. And yeah. I think that that's the thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's for me too. I really enjoy it. Like I was saying before, like if I was at a computer every day, I'd be miserable. So like, I'm always going to be involved somehow. And I know you really like construction side of things, Andressa. And I'm like, yeah, get into it. And I like, (laughs) I love doing the work myself and being able to share it with others online and everything too. It's so fun. So, and I do think it's, it is important to know, like, for example, we were getting, we were doing a basement suite. So we had, like the tin for the, um, the duct work for the heat going upstairs, but it was like this long tin thing. And then these pipes coming down. Mm. So if I wanted to change up the bulkhead, so it wasn't so low. And I'm like, how much would it cost instead of the tin work coming out at the bottom to kind of come out at the top? I don't top. know, if that makes sense, but I'm like, how much would that cost? And the plumber was like, Oh, it's going to be like a thousand dollars per one. And I was like, This is ridiculous. I'm like, I could do that in like 20 minutes. (laughs) I'm not gonna. So you know, if you didn't know, if you had no clue, you're like, oh, you know, you might think that that's fine. But because I kind of understand what's involved in actually changing that tin work, I didn't take that quote. I like didn't. I thought that was way too expensive. So I ended up hiring my brother to do it, and he did it for like $200. (laughs) So for all of them.
1: I think what you're saying is so powerful to know your prices because although I'm not as handy, although I did the tile, my kitchen floor, um, I had, a, I had a gentleman here at our house. I've never done, we never, I never done plumbing. and uh, it just, it just, we needed it done because our, our sinks kept leaking, quoted me $750 to replace my sink in oh my, my bathroom, $750. I was like, that's psychotic. You're not, I mean, that, that, that's crazy. You know, and this, this is the Northeast, but still, it was really expensive. And I said, how many people just pay these prices? They don't know what things cost or should cost. I ended up getting another gentleman, came in for $250, and he changed my smoke detectors. So it was a great, it was a great deal. But my point is, Little women, say, da, 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 no.
2: this is too high. You're crazy. Two, two sinks, yeah.
1: two sinks, and, and, and all my, um, my fire. I thought that was a good deal. Yeah. You said it's high.
2: No, I don't know. That's the problem. Oh, I thought those those type of like changes. It that's the other problem, right? Well, that's the thing. You need to know what these things cost or should. Yeah. Yeah, but repairs. I don't know repairs. Small repairs. I go do for
1: gut. So I I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think I think as women as 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 women who want to get into do it yourself approach and they want to get their hands, get in there and get have that hands on approach we need to educate ourselves on what things cost or at least a range. I mean, Britt, how have you been able to like hack that, you know, like meaning you don't have to wait uh, so long and do so many projects, right? You're 13 properties in what are the the hacks that women could be listening to this show and say, okay, I can do that now. Like, Mm -hmm. is it great? Is it, you know, how do you know the range of what things should cost? I think that's the biggest question we all get and want to know. It is.
0: I think it's hard to answer that because for me, like is, honestly just been experience like it's just been like I mean I wish I had a better answer but it has truly just been experience and getting quotes like I think that's it kind of multiple quotes yeah getting multiple quotes and kind of feeling out the range and I also have a lot I love like the online community of Instagram and whatever community Facebook whoever but like I have so many professionals on there that I can ask questions to and you don't have, like you can message anyone you want, like find someone who's a professional who displays their work, who does a really awesome job and maybe get their opinion on it. Just be like, Hey, I got quoted this. Um, would you maybe give me some insight? Like if you don't know anyone personally, there's so many people online and especially as women, I found like people are more willing to help me. So (laughs) It's been like amazing to have all these professionals online and Mm. It was a great suggestion.
3: I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out BiggerPockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A. BiggerPockets.com slash Vacasa.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah we actually had this question on our facebook investor community another Mm -hmm. day it was about how much does it cost to replace the water pipe going Mm -hmm. to the street Mm -hmm. and since we have women from around the country yeah, the prices were different, but there's not such a thing. Well, it depends. It mm-hmm. depends on your location. Are you in Philadelphia where the street is right there, or are you somewhere else where it's the 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 distance is longer? Mm-hmm. So it really depends. So, so people were chiming in, and I thought I was like, "That's great," because then when somebody comes, I have not a specific number, but a range. What yeah. can I expect? Yeah, to? range. Where I'm not like thinking, is this right? Or do I have the wrong expectations? Because that might happen too. Yeah. I have, uh, yeah. Like, oh, I can, I can finish a basement with like 2000 bucks. No, not really. <laughs> right. So, right. If you're digging the basement and finishing things up, yeah. It's just the wrong expectation. So I think that for us as women, we always want to make sure that we are getting at least within the range. And you made a good point about getting different quotes. And mm-hmm. I agree with you though. Um, if we were to wait until we knew all the prices of everything, I would never yeah. get started. Exactly. Right. Did I overpay for my first rehab? Hell yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but you, you kind of learn as you go. Mm -hmm. And then also people get to know who you are and what you're up to. So that also brings a lot to the table because then they cannot be asked you around. Yeah, exactly. Conversation that you have with them, but for you being a woman, right? That's an elephant in the room, being a woman in construction. What Mm -hmm. are the challenges that you face within and if you fit, if you did one or not mm-hmm. and if there's any like weird funny slash awkward story that you can
0: share with us well I think I have been lucky again I'm like I've been lucky with my rentals and pretty lucky I think in like the whole renovation thing like sometimes I guess it's people don't take you seriously a lot of the time especially being so young <laughs> so I think like well, this is a story, I guess when I was serving, um, I was doing, so I was a server as my job. And then I was also doing my renovations full time. And so sometimes I'd tell my tables or sometimes I'd have paint. I'm like, Oh no, I really have to. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I'd have like paint on my arms and my hands. And like, I would say like, Oh, doing renovations and people, sometimes they wouldn't even believe me. They'd just be like, no, that's not true. <laughs> like, you just touched the wet, well uh, yeah. I know you're just standing around there. <laughs> like you know your boyfriend did it for you or something like that but that's actually a reason I started Instagram that's like kind of part of why I started doing time lapses because I would do the full I'm like hey look like this is actually me this is what I'm doing this is a video of the entire renovation that I'm doing myself so that's kind of something I like to to share like kind of to prove myself I guess too so people do take you seriously. And you kind of start gaining that credibility as well. Like people really have confidence in what you can do. And so that's kind of been a way, but I know it can be difficult, especially when you're young, starting out, like hard to be taken seriously. But I've also found the opposite too. Like people are really willing to help and answer questions. And like, that's been not intimidating. Yeah. 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 That's so great. Yeah, had, I love, love that. Yeah. It's been a great experience.
1: Brett, you've been able to, in three years, right, grow your Instagram followers to 83,000, which yes. is Well,
0: huge. 95 now.
1: <laughs> Sorry, 95.
0: I'll make sure I make so it I'm 100. I'm like, I need to be, I have a bet that's... with Brandon Turner too. Oh, you, you do, go. right?
2: And, and it was so funny. She was like, help me to get to 100. Unfollow and I was like, that's awesome. So,
1: I mean, for the women listening, I think Instagram is an area that people are just spending more time on, right? I mean, people are transitioning, they have business pages on Facebook, or people are just not posting on Facebook like they used to when it like, you know, right. and and then really spending their energy if, if their market is on Instagram. Mm. So for you, how have you, been, I mean, how, how have you been able to grow that presence as big as you have in such a short time? I'm yeah. curious to really get in because I think the women listening, they're doing renovations, they're doing some great work, they're, they're renovating properties. It's such a neat business, right? So it's not a boring business none of us are in. Yeah. But I don't know if everyone is created equal when it comes to being really, really powerful and growing a social media presence like you have been. Yeah. So what can you share with the women listening as some learn lessons, strategies, tips, anything you would want to share of how you've been able to successfully grow like you have?
0: Well I think for me I try my best to add as much value to my audience as I can like I want to give complete how-to's step-by-step lessons that I learned and be completely transparent like hey guys like I screwed this up like this is how you how I fixed it like in my stories I try to be raw and real like I'm not trying to be like glamorous in any way I'm just trying to be completely myself and I think that's definitely been helpful to grow my page like people know me they know my personality like and they're wanting to share so getting reposts has been a huge thing for me but it does like it honestly does take a lot of time but people do really appreciate like the information so I'm just doing my best to try give as much value to them as I can and then I think people see that and they're wanting to share that and so I think that's all you can really do is just put yourself out there, um, show your faith, like do your stories every single day. I post, some people post like quite a few times a week. I usually only post twice a week, something like that, but that consistency is necessary. So it's like, you have to keep your presence because there's so much online now that you have to like put yourself out there. And it takes a long time. Like I think the first year it might've been, maybe even the first full year, to get to a thousand followers. Like it took a long time just to break a thousand. And then it's like just posting consistently, taking videos of everything I'm doing, like the more content, the better people love before and after photos. So that's great. If you're a real estate investor, because you probably have some great photos to share.
2: Yeah. And ju- Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, that's, that's pretty much it. I was just going to uh-huh. say like,
2: <laughs> no, I was going to say that you know, it's it's really remarkable because sometimes we see people just getting a lot of followers because of the stuff that they wear or where they've been or like weird right. photos and that type of thing. And mm-hmm. I think that the way that we can all differentiate ourselves is just, just being ourselves mm-hmm. yeah, from exactly. others, to be honest, because yeah. you're not there uh, sanding a floor in your... I don't know, five, eight inch high heel <laughs> and with your you know, hair done, your makeup done and all of that. You're just real and, and you're just being yourself there. So I think that when we look at it, what we do in our business, right? In different areas, we can also do that in order to attract the, the, the investors or people that we want to do business with. And it does not, as you're saying, you don't need to be there like, every single day because that's like killing <laughs> so for you now we know what you're doing what are you are up to but how the future look like you mentioned that bigger bigger deals are mm-hmm. you looking to do them on your own you're partnering up with the people i guess my question will be how you and your company is revolving
0: yeah so i guess we're just on that big learning curve of that because um we And this has been, so like getting on podcasts and like after doing bigger pockets and podcasts like this one, like you start to get your name out there. So I've, I've actually had a lot of people from my own city uh, reach out to me and this is through Instagram and stuff as well, but I've had people reach out that really want to partner. And these are people who are very established in real estate in my market. So it's been incredible really. And so I have been actually talking to one partner specifically, and then there's a few others that still really want to do deals. So I'm just like, we're kind of the market's kind of weird for multifamily. It's been really, really tricky, and they're selling at like negative cash flow, like pretty hard like four or
2: five of this and I was like
0: yeah yeah it's been like really really tricky so we're looking at trying to get off market deals and stuff like that like the deal we have now is an off market that makes more sense and has more potential and value add. So at this moment I'm just like kind of trying to get our business now with all our singles, trying to get that kind of flowing better and and now I'll have more time to, I still want to do my renovations here and there. I don't want to be doing like everything all the time, but that is kind of where I want to be more and out of the office more and like, and kind of networking. I realize that is something that I'm good at. You know, you kind of figure out these things as you go along. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just good at renovations. That's all I'm good at. But now I'm like, Oh, I can network. I can meet people and raise money and that sort of a thing. So yeah, I guess it's just like a big learning curve, but I'm, I'm really excited for the future awesome. I mean, I think, I think what you've done
1: with your social media presence has been able to, you know, get, get out there in in a way that, you know, you're, you're getting the invitations, you know, people are reaching out to you. You're not reaching out to them, which is really a goal, you know, the goal of a lot of it. And did you, did you go into a, with, with like a goal saying, I want to do, I'm going to join Instagram. I'm going to do these posts and this is
0: what I want out of it. I'm curious. No, I've never, I've, I really try to set goals because I know I'm like, I want to set goals and like review them every morning. And like, cause I hear this in all the books and like so many successful people are like, you have to set goals. And I'm like, I want to, I'm just not good at it. So I've never really had goals. I've just kind of like flown by the seat of my pants and just kind of like, I'm going to post and see how it goes and then go on this podcast and hopefully it works out. and so I've never really specifically had goals for it, but it's just, it's crazy how much it spirals too. Like you get on, you have one opportunity, like, um, bigger pockets podcast was the first podcast I ever did. And then from there, like, it was like more opportunities came about and it's just like kind of spirals from there. So
1: putting yourself out there.
0: Yeah. Just, and, and that is another thing because like you were saying at the beginning, Andressa, it was, it's like nerve wracking when you're like just different personalities, right? Like I feel like I'm better behind the camera. I'm like, I like photo video, but speaking is terrifying for me. So going on a podcast, I was like, this is scary. I didn't, I was so nervous before my first podcast. I was like, for two weeks i'm like pacing back and forth like oh i can't do this i'm gonna have to say i'm sick like I can't. <laughs> and then so i did the podcast and then after the podcast i went and spoke on stage with my boyfriend in front of 500 real estate investors and i was like i blacked out i couldn't think i couldn't remember anything i was like that sucks. but the more you do it the more you put yourself out there same with like talking to people at meetups it's like it gets easier i feel way more comfortable now than i did with the first podcast i did i think i've done 6 now so it's like it just gets easier and right. once you do it you don't regret it i i find
2: yeah and i think that you know as you your company evolve mm-hmm. you're going to have to focus on different things as we do too yeah. so it is just like different and i think that as we grow and people know you and we know them, we get a lot of offers, right, to, to do business with. And Liz and I are really happy. We had the conversation. Um, we were speaking in uh, Newark another day and we had that conversation. Yeah. And then we got to the point right now that for, for us, the deal itself, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter if the partnership is not good. Right, right. You can have like an amazing deal, but like a C minus partnership. In the past, we would like, okay, we'll make it work. Mm -hmm. Right now, after all different partnerships that we have it doesn't really matter. The partnership needs to be so, so, so important. Right, Liz? We had this conversation about yeah. yeah. and we come to the conclusion that, you know, people are going to be reaching out to us and we're going to be reaching out to people. So it's just an exchange, but it's just so critical to mm-hmm. like get into partnerships that really benefit. And I think that for you, it's just like great to see your your growth and everything that you're, you're doing. But most importantly, like, You're setting up, you're being a model for other
3: Mm. younger
2: ladies looking up at you and saying, oh my gosh, she can do it. I can do it too. And we don't see this very often in in this world. So I think that your role in this world is beyond really rehabbing houses. It goes a little bit beyond that. You will see in the next generations looking up as your mom did to you,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. That's so sweet. Yeah, right. it's weird to even think about because I'm like, oh, I'm just doing my own thing, like doing my renovation Like you don't even think about the impact it has on others. And it's still hard for me to accept that and believe that because I'm just like, I'm still just like kind of, you know, doing my own thing, cruising along. But it's just amazing to think like what we have now in my mom's generation she didn't have any of that that's why i look up to her so much too because she didn't have anyone to like teach her or ask like i have this amazing network i could ask you guys questions i'm like i feel so i don't know it's just amazing to me i, I have so many great people around me yeah that's very true and
1: how that's evolved right mm-hmm. from from the earlier generations yeah um brit you've been so helpful i love the path you're on i love what you're up to um, you know, the the women listening um, obviously need to check you out on Instagram because it's just, you know, what, 95, almost 100 grand, 100 grand. 100 Let's 100, make it work. 100, yeah, 100,000 yeah. subscribers. So ladies listening, definitely uh, check check her out. and But where can they learn more about you and, and what you're up to?
0: Well, my Instagram is at Investor Girl Brit. So that's like where I spend most of my time. I'm trying to go on other platforms. I have a Facebook page, but that is my most used app. So Yeah, hopefully um, you guys see me on there and send me a message. Say hi. (laughs) Awesome. And all this information
2: we can add on our show notes so you guys can check her out. Mm -hmm. right, Right now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, what's the most transformational book you have ever read?
0: Uh oh, okay. Um probably four hour work week comes to mind cuz that was just like such so attractive to me on um, the life I want to live and I love being able to travel and and everything. I remember him talking about VAs and I was like, "What is that?" And now I'm like <laughs> starting to realize that a little bit now. So it took a while, but I really loved that book and I think the more recent one was one I mentioned before which is Emith. So just kind of like Cause I don't really find, I still, I'm like struggling with like the business side of stuff. Cause that's just not me. I'm just kind of, I'm just figuring it out. So I am just really, that book has helped me out a lot.
2: Awesome. And the second question is what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life?
0: Whatever balance means to you. Yeah. Well, I think balance, I'm not, I'm not great with that. <laughs> especially right now, I'm just like full out of like work, 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 which isn't so great. I really tried to do Miracle Morning. So more meditation, that's definitely helped me. Um, so, and there's a few like cool apps and stuff. Cause I'm, that's another thing my mind is always racing and I'm just always thinking like big picture. And so just like taking a little bit of time to calm down and focus and not get so wrapped up in the day-to-day stuff. Cause it gets kind of crazy.
2: Does it right. And sometimes it's just like inside our heads, all that thing. Those things are happening at the same time. I know. The last question is which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most?
0: Oh, well, I have, I've talked about her so much, but I have to say my mom, she's inspired me so much. And my grandma as well, but just like such a powerful woman. She doesn't take shit from anybody. She's just like, I'm just going to do my own thing. She's just going to doesn't matter what it is. She's going to try it. She's like, so, um, in grade nine, she took us on a trip to Mexico. She took us out of school, homeschooled us and drove Mm -hmm. us down to Mexico and just like did that by herself. And wow. (laughs) So that was kind of a cool, crazy trip. And she's just awesome. She's, she has a different way of doing things. She's a little stubborn. She doesn't like, she's not as open to learning different, like Kind of ways of investing or anything like that, which I think has helped me a lot just learning from podcasts, but she didn't have that and she doesn't care anymore. So <laughs> but I love her. She's helped me so much. That's awesome.
1: Well, Britt, thank you so much for being on our show. Love what you're up to, love what you're doing and just appreciate you sharing some, some tips and everything with our community.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I definitely look up to you too. So I appreciate it.
2: Awesome, Britt. Thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you in person.
0: Yeah. Thank you, guys.
2: Thank Thank you. you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes.